0: hey everyone and welcome back to the class 1a podcast today we are diving in deep into episode 4 of my hero academia season 6 and it is being phenomenal as always we start to see shigaraki finally being awakened more amazing animation and fight scenes between all the heroes and the nomus and a little bit kind of a lower drop or tease of an upcoming lower drop between dobby and twice not Dobby and Twice. I'm sorry, Dobby and Hawks. I'm still so sad about Twices. But my name is Andrew. I'm with James Graham. Before we jump into the recap, really quickly, what are your thoughts on the episode? Is it still rocking and rolling like the first three? Are we slowing down? Are you still hyped?
1: Uh I think we're I think we're slowing down a bit, but I think it's a bit of a, like a necessary slowdown. Like we are getting a bit more lore heavy kind of moments and stuff like that, like with Hawks and Dobby and all the lore background on the like Shigaraki and stuff like that. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad slowdown. I think it's a very, like a very cadenced one. Um, you can't just have every episode be a complete like gong show every time. Right. So it, where there's still a ton of fighting, there's still a ton of information being given. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's delivered in the proper manner.
0: Yeah. And I think the first three episodes have been absolutely amazing and I'm not taking anything away from this. Like we'll talk. We literally have a note later on to talk about the animation, and the fighting. In this one, because it's still yep. so good. It's still such a step above everything else. The last couple of seasons, but again, this is one of the best seasons of animes I've ever been a fan of. I'm um, just between all the other shows, and My Hero Academia is also reaching the highest bar like ever in terms of the show. Because I know the rankings don't mean everything, but it's like the number three show of the season, and that's a really stacked lineup to be where it is, with the other two yeah. being Bleach returning after, what, 20 years? And then Chainsaw Man, one of the most anticipated anime in years. So it being number three really goes to show how amazing My Hero Academia Season 6 has been so far. Yeah. With that thought, let's jump into the quick recap so we can start talking about the actual episode. But it pretty much starts off with learning a little bit about kind of Tokuyami over talking a little bit about weaknesses and Hawks and just kind of the character overall. And we learned that Hawks uses one weakness as fire, which coincidentally is not a good thing as he's currently squared up against Dobby. Hawks is still very confused about who exactly Dobby is. And it seems that Dobby reveals his real identity to Hawks in the moment, which kind of stun locks him. And overall, there's just kind of a lore drop about Twice as not twice as Dobby's um goals how he doesn't really care what anyone else around him of how one man's obsession can change things so clearly Dobby has something really big coming that he's teasing very heavily to Hawks and if Hawks is going to live to see it we'll have to wait another episode. But going back underground where the remainder of the episode is, we pretty much see that it is continuing to be Mirko fighting off multiple high ends at once, but this episode is not going as well. Endeavor does show up along with a bunch of other pro heroes, including Aizawa and Mike, and the fighting pretty much continue on throughout the rest of the episode, with the Nomu seeming to become smarter and stronger as they begin to wake up. We got a little bit of tease of that last episode where it said took what, eight to 10 hours for high end to actually get up to the level of where he was at. So now with this being almost 30 minutes now, or however long it's been, um, they're definitely starting to get smarter. And we see that throughout a couple moments in the episode, but could we continue to be the big goal is to stop Shigaraki from waking up. And it seems like Mirko was able to do so after smashing into his tube several times, despite being attacked by a hell high end, we do see Shigaraki's tube finally break and him fall to the ground. But as the doctor is being taken away and Shigaraki's on the ground, presumably dead, we get kind of an internal dream of Shigaraki's where it pretty much is him casting away his old life officially, his family saying he doesn't care about any of all that more and walking through slash two all for one. The doctor does say that Shigaraki officially has the original all for one quirk. And after an electrical cord shocks the water around Shigaraki, he is awakened and death is coming. I don't know any better way to say that except for I would not want to be X-Fire or whatever the man is standing three inches from him right now.
1: Man, poor X-Less, you know, he's just you know, like, like, I hate to say it, but when you see these characters introduced, you just know they're going to get it. You know what I mean? Because he's definitely like a B or like C like maybe A actually because he's like he's on the assault and like I mean he, this is Cork seems kind of decent right like I yeah. mean he shoots he's got like he's like a half Cyclops kind of thing right yep, like yeah so like I mean he definitely seems like an all right like hero but like yeah he's I uh, I hate to say it but our boy's fodder for sure
0: yeah but like when we when he when Cherry Rock was gonna X fire X less or what I was looking at I'm like come on special forces two to the head one of the chest like just put it out of the misery like this is the entire reason you guys came here is to stop this man why are we even debating leaving this dude in one piece like i know that's yeah. not what my hero is but like come on we're at literal war right now let's take it up a step so him just kind of standing there just continuing to check his pulse for five minutes is like what are we doing here guys like let's get a on top of him let's do something here but now nah, we're just gonna we're just going to let them sit there. So, that yeah. was not the brightest moments of the heroes. And we continue to actually see how cocky and confident all the leader room. We see a lot of those, like, kind of military looking guys all smirking after saying we have them surrounded. We took out all the exits. Like, definitely a little bit too cocky so on the hero side. Um, and now Hubris. with Shigaraki awake, right. we saw get got. Gigata, Macho, whatever the na- actual name is, Ma- Ma- we're going to call him Machia. We're calling Machia. him Machia looking at the radio. It's all coming down, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's too much foreshadowing, right? Like you're like, you can't put that much stuff in and be like, oh yeah, no, it's all going to end hunky dory. You know what I mean? Like tropes are there for a reason and they are very much living up to them right now.
0: And also this can't go too fast. Like this is the villain group of my hero academia. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of had to know that like we all knew this wasn't the final season. So if we were about to take out their entire giant army, Shigaraki was going to be defeated twice as dead now. Like if all that was going to happen in five episodes, something was going to be wrong. So this was kind of coming. If you had any kind of common sense in terms of story.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. You definitely don't need to be a manga reader to know like what, what typical, like like death bells kind of look like and stuff like that or like like a a lot of these are like very very used things in cinema and film and everything like that like i mean this isn't this isn't new um but i do like that they're they are doing it in a way that builds that that anxiety you know what i mean that you know that these things are being p- deliberately put in and you know something like the inverse is coming but you don't entirely know what it looks like maybe you do now with this episode because shigaraki just got the equivalent of a shock like a cpr shock um he just got aed um so i don't know what that means Like, i mean i guess that means now like we assume he's just gonna wake up and cause havoc but like what does that look like what does that look like in his new form
0: and we've seen Deku twice in the first <laughs> four episodes, which is incredible. A show mm-hmm. that's never gone away from Deku for, like, more than, like, three or four episodes, which was last season um, from My Villain Academia. To really give him no moment, no nothing in the first four episodes, I love it. I love seeing yeah. so many other characters, especially Mirko. Um, I just kind of want to—we kind of just kind of move talking into a little bit about— kind of Mirko that fighting the animation there. Cause I think that's something you called out, but mm-hmm. she's looked incredible. There's so many heroes that have kind of gotten chances to shine that aren't Deku. And I love that despite being a main character guy, um, every animation moment is felt great. And I'm just loving all of that.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it was a really good job on like both the studio and like how they're presenting Mirko cuz everybody knew she was such a fan favorite, right? Like as soon as she was introduced in the manga, I mean, Mirko has been like the like the pinnacle of like uh like badass hero because she and she is like and she lives up to it when they've animated her and they haven't spared budget on her that which i think is great because you and i think you need to given how she makes her quirk effective she is basically a beyblade 90 percent of the time and you can't you can't cut like you can't beat around the bush on that or if you do you're gonna get like you're just gonna get roasted right so i'm very glad to see that they've kept the budget up They've kept the frames like very, very high with her. Like it's, it's great. And like, they continue to make her look exceptional. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. And I just can't wait to see more. Obviously looks like she's a Buffalo spot. So I don't know how <laughs> much more of her we'll see be seeing, but it does kind of feel like, okay, this first like little arc within the fight is over the race against the clock to stop Shigaraki apparently didn't work. So now we're going to kind of be moving into phase two, which could mean more heroes getting a chance to shine. And maybe now that the other will start seeing it. We could probably have Deku Baku and Todoroki coming in. So like, we've had the amazing moments with Mirko, Endeavor, Aizawa, and now it's gonna move on to the next stage and the next cast, which I love that. that's how they just keep doing it of like, every couple of episodes, this big battle's over and we move on to the next one. That's super fun. I think I love the introduction, the pure amount of heroes.
1: Yeah, like you do really get to see like the, the whole cast and like really how big hero society is in, in Japan, like, like they have the the sheer numbers and stuff like that. I think it's I think it's really cool because like I mean we've we've been stuck with the same kind of roster for so long, right? So to kind of build out and even if it is like you know like I mean in the case of like X less and stuff like that, like you do have some characters that are definitely there to serve like uh like they're they're a plot fodder. point, right? They're gonna yeah they're fodder, right? Um uh, but regardless, it's still like it still puts them into existence. Like we haven't seen crust really at all, and we know he's a top, like he's in the top echelons I think of Heroes. He's in number six summer 6 yeah 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 so and he and he is going toe to toe with some of the nomus too right which so it's cool it's cool like i'm i'm very happy that they're they're doing this right so i think yeah this was this was needed this was needed to like really make make it feel as vast as it's supposed to be
0: let's talk nomos too i like between yeah. nomus starting to get stronger so mirko's no longer able to take them on but originally she was pretty much able to fight all of them off by herself and now there's a whole cast of heroes with no new nomus dying and we know they're getting small, uh, smarter and stronger by chance. And now that Shigaraki's awake, do we think everyone just underground dies now? Like between that combination, like do we start to think we see like obviously less is gonna be dead? Like, do we think Miracle <laughs> like, makes it out? Do we, we think Endeavor, Aizawa, like or like just um seriously injured and out for a while or possibly after retired? Like, what are their chances of getting out between those two forces?
1: yeah that's just it i want to i kind of want to just go with the last point you made which is which is very my hero-esque and i think we're we're six seasons deep we know how the typical play is and a lot of these like like endeavor aizawa mike like i think the way they go with those characters is so injured that they have to retire i can see that being the, the 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 move for each one of them sure maybe they kill off somebody but like With those major like with those characters who have been around so long like it has major implications if they do decide to kill somebody off Like and I think it would be pretty Gutsy to kill off Mirko when you do just dedicate like the first basically what four episodes to her like Like I mean, I mean last episode debatably not hers, but like yeah, it's I think I think we're gonna see like mortally wounded Not quite dead, but you know on the brink of um, maybe somebody gets in maybe somebody other than less bites it, but I think that's about it.
0: Yeah, I'd just I just be interested to see how they make that happen because it does mm-hmm. seem like they're literally trapped in their own tomb right now is how it appears. They cannot defeat the Nomus despite the number one hero being there, the number six hero being there, and I think Mirko's like the number eight. Like you have three of the top ten heroes there. She, she's higher up, isn't she? I thought she was like five. Oh, is she? I don't know. I know she's in and the you, top ten. That's all I know. I, I forget exactly what number. Maybe he crossed his floor down then, but like with those ones not being able to stop before Shigaraki woke up, like they just have to do that in a way where it's kind of believable of where maybe they, I mean, they could try to just run away and escape, but again, why won't they follow them? So that's the one yeah. thing that I want to at least be done well, that if they're not going to, I agree, they're not going to kill them off. I love bringing that up. They're not going to, but if they don't yeah. like <laughs> seriously, like knock them out or cover them in rubble for them to be discovered two days later, like they better at least do it in a good way where it makes sense for them to not just go and join the other fight. Like, yeah. You guys should be dead here, but instead of you gonna go fight and make a big moment later on. It doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that execution has to be done right again, just so it doesn't feel too like I don't want to say like too shoneny like, but like you gotta make the stakes feel real, right? So, but I I I, I love the fact that like because that's what I was wor- I was worried about initially, of them just ha- talking about how the gnomus aren't totally developed and they're just kind of like like they're just. You know, kind of bumbling along and trying to adapt, but we actually get an entire sequence of a Nomu adapting, which I thought was really cool because we don't. I love that. The, yeah, because we haven't really gotten it otherwise. But it's literally it's the the female Nomu just basically like picking apart as uh, like that was Quirk and figuring out how it works, right? I think I, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it just it builds it out a bit more, so you don't have to think how the thought process is. You actually get to see it, which is great.
0: Yeah, my the Nomus are terrifying i love the introduction of the high end because kind of just the cannon fodder like they didn't even show them really after the very first episode of them even really fighting any of the original like kind of low ends and mid-end tiers like i love it only being high ends instead of having mass numbers let's just have these incredibly intelligent ones which lead to better fights better moments like obviously the one that got miracle at the very last second like you don't get that with a um kind of a mid-end no because they don't have those kind of quirks those kind of powers but they did that. it was able to do kind of a cool voice line and continue to fight. Like, I, I love a lot of that kind of stuff too, which makes them feel more like a villain rather than just like the on the ground grunts, like getting okra's grunts yeah. is what they always felt like before this fight.
1: Well, that was just it. It was like ever since after the, like, I think the first, like the first major one that fight all fought all might and stuff like that. Like, yeah, they're, they're their um like lethality was it felt really reduced right it felt like they weren't as as scary as they should have been um and this really just instills that you're like oh shit, these these are like you know real contenders plus they have multiple quirks they all have like multiple quirks in them which i again is really is really really cool so and they're uh, like they're all very unique like I mean, no, like Mirko did take out one, like she just like straight up decapitated him. But like the other ones, like, yeah, you get the regeneration, you get that crazy, like hair thing, like they're super, they're super sick. I'm I'm, I'm so happy that they've gotten like a, that restored limelight. Yeah.
0: but well, I think obviously Shigaraki, I want to say for last. So the last yeah. the other thing I want to move to before talking about him is it's Hawks and Dobby a little bit. It's going mm-hmm. back to the beginning of the episode, but obviously Hawks is in an incredibly bad situation. But what do you kind of think about? more about Dobby and him having some secret identity that Hawks really knows who he actually is. And that seemed to be kind of a big moment there, even though we didn't hear it yet. And then just also Dobby clearly having his own goals and not giving a shit about anything, else which we kind of already knew like
1: we yeah i think i think it was something we definitely suspected already mainly because he like and i think i even said it like last episode like dobby was very much he wasn't on level with shigaraki but he was always off doing his own thing and nobody really questioned it so i think we kind of saw that coming for a while but it's it it is nice just to have it actually like kind of like spelled out to us i guess um but yeah you you like what is his like what is what's his agenda like i know he talked about stain and stuff like that but like a combination between his actual motives and who the fuck he actually is because like that's the other thing he knows who hawks is no one's supposed to know who hawks is right and um it's just yeah like i mean like it just added layers to dobby out of nowhere just like we always suspected what was going on with him and like you know the fire and stuff like that we always we all had our own head cannon. um but this just added layers to a what was thought a fleshed out character right so i think that's i think that's really sick i'm i'm actually kind of curious how hawks gets out of this because he's against his one weakness i mean it would kind of this does feel my hero-y if they do kill off hawks because of this you had an entire monologue about him at the beginning from Tokiomi talks about his one weakness is squared up against his one weakness just killed a villain you know what i mean so i think if you were to kill off a hero right now, it would be applicable that it was Hawks, you know what I mean? Um, do I think they're gonna do it? Like maybe I think it would be real ballsy. I think it'd be real ballsy if they did. It but, would be. I'd love it, but they won't. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so it will be interesting again. I wanna see how he gets out of that, Rather it's Dobby's because Dobby says, I don't care if you live or die. Like I don't think Dobby, like obviously there's yeah. still fire literally burning on his back right now. So clearly Dobby isn't letting up, but it's just <laughs> interesting. I think that might kind of be one of where Dobby clearly has something else he has is planning to do here so i think we figure out what that is pretty quickly now maybe with shigaraki waking up and might force his plan to come out quicker but dobby's planning something um and they're spending way too much time about who dobby is about what he wants um to not give us that reveal pretty quickly so it'll be curious and i think that's when we'll talk a lot about dobby whenever that happens
1: absolutely yeah
0: so let's move on to the other half of the villain side into shigaraki I think there's kind of two things here that we, a couple of things we learned out here. So I think I'll kind of list them off and you go mm-hmm. wherever you want off of that. So <laughs> one, uh, we learned like you kind of got that flashback vision of him just kind of fully casting off his original self and going over to kind of the all for one side. um, And that mm-hmm. kind of the flashback dream. Um, And then two, this whole idea of copying quirks, who has the original, who has duplicates and all that kind of stuff. And confirming that Shigaraki is the official holder of the original all for one quirk right now, that there is a duplicate that the original all for one still has, but that Shigaraki is the true successor very much in the light that Deku is the true successor as well now. So whichever one of those you want to go off
1: first, go wild. I want to talk about the fact that the first edition is far more valuable than any reprint that we get. That's basically what they're. I think they're trying to hammer home is that that the non-duplicated quirk is much more like I'd assume it's much more powerful than the the re, the, the duplicated one, right? So I think that's a really interesting thing to bring up because you always gotta wonder like in what capacity is it more powerful like are in I guess in all for one's quir- like case is the quirk are the quirks more potent are they stronger how do- how the fuck does that work um so that's more like like hypotheticals that I want to pose but the fact that we're seeing him basically cast aside his humanity i think it's really crazy like we like we are we had a sequence of him not just becoming like a villain with like a kind of like a messed up past but we're seeing him turn into like absolute evil right like i think we're that's what that that walkway was of him walking away from everybody trying to hold on to who he used to be and and he's becoming who he who he wants to be or who the goal was sort of thing right so i i think it's nuts like i think i think that i think that's super scary for the heroes because now you have somebody who is basically untethered. I think that's really what that whole scene was trying to, uh, relay. Right. So.
0: Yeah. And I, they're just, cha- they've changed the whole quirk game so much in the first four episodes. Talked yeah. About transferring quirks without all for one's power, which is the only way we knew about it before how that can be done. We, we've now have duplicating quirks. We have a, two people with ideally the same quirk, even though there's different power levels to it, possibly like for, we've always made fun of kind of Horikoshi in a way of, he never explains every anything because then it starts causing loopholes, but now he's adding so many more depths to one, maybe making it so that it's easier not to explain things like, Oh, they just have duplicates or to maybe start explaining more things down the road. Like it's very interesting of where we have never talked much more about how quirks work, how they're transferred, anything like that. And now in three episodes, we've gotten a ton of it. Obviously it's very relevant to explain how Shigaraki has the quirk now, but we've only ever seen all for one take, I guess he can, know he could always give quirks,
1: he could so give quirks yeah. I, I
0: just don't know why he's opened- all being brought in. I like it, but yeah. it's just interesting.
1: Yeah. Horikoshi opened Pandora's box with this for sure. I think he really did. Like, as soon as we got to the point of being able to Harvest quirks and like manifest them in like a laboratory. That's when things got crazy.
0: Yeah. So again, I am interested in where all this goes, or maybe it was all just a setup so that sh- the high ends could be explained and that Shigaraki can be explained. And now that that's done, maybe we dive. will never talk about quirks again. I can see that absolutely <laughs> happening. Um So it'll be interesting. I think he's only at 77% or whatever we saw. So I think next yeah. episode will probably be the next last episode. Where that's kind of dove into. I think as he wakes up, you will probably talk to the doctor for a little bit about w- what's going on, in the doctoral monologue about yeah, what's happening. Yeah, I think it'll be more of that.
1: Um, yeah, and
0: then <laughs> I think we go from there.
1: Yeah, because I think I think and I think that was really good that we had that like that very I like I, like believable monologue out of the doctor sort of thing because he because he has a connection to Mike. He know he he has a connection to Mike, and he uses that to his advantage, which I think was really cool um also i I do like the fact that mike got some love this episode i feel like he's always been such a sidebar character and you don't really get to see him use his quirk that much but his quirk is sick right so um but yeah no it was not really nice having that monologue that again explained a lot of things and i think that's probably how we're going to get most of our information delivered because shikaraki's not really like really a big talker as far as like fleshing out stuff yeah
0: so I do. I love how Mike was saying I, he was just disgusted to touch him and stuff kind of like that. Like yeah, I, yeah, I did yeah. love seeing Mike kind of get that in. I'm sure he's still down there. Again, we have to see how all this gets wrapped up next episode um, because they're still underground with probably two of, like, the most deadly forces in all yeah. of My Hero Academia. So um, with that, I kind of want to move over to just doing the plus ultra for the one. I think it'll sure. be interesting we just have two of us. So let's just say Dylan would have picked Mirko because, let's be honest, he probably would have um yeah. but i'm curious um, who you think went plus ultra this episode oh
1: god i kind of like i kind of got to agree with that you know what i mean like i uh, like like and like i mean this i think this episode was very split as far as attention and stuff like that but at the same time like Mirko's the one that made sure he didn't get to 100 she's the sole reason to that who the, who knows what that looks like um but she got him to 74 and she made she made it She made that stop. So I think she deserves it. But again, this one is one of those ones that's very wishy-washy and there's no real better person. I'd say Aizawa and Mike are kind of coming up behind there. Aizawa especially because he's one of the main reasons the gnomus are being fended off, but I think Mirko ultimately gets it.
0: Yeah, I mean Mirko literally almost lost three more limbs this episode and still completed her goal. I mean, I think Mm. she's done for the fight. So this is probably the last one we'll give her, but she literally fought through everything Still destroying the tube while having two giant spikes through her body. I yeah. think that's pretty badass. Pretty mm-hmm. much the definition of plus ultra So I'd have to agree and we'll let Dylan actually make his vote next week, but we'll we'll just we'll like assume. that it's gonna yeah. be a clean sweep this week. <laughs> um, that is gonna be all for this week's episode of the Class One A podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh go over to youtube.com class one a to stay up to date with everything that we're doing. Um my hero. We're doing blue lock. We're doing demon slayer. We have all kinds of stuff over there, but thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you next week.